This is E4H Speaks, our in-house podcast featuring interviews with team members who keep our firm elevated through talent, commitment, and passion for healthcare design. My name is Lauren Holmes. My name is Chris Nail. And we'll be your hosts. Today, we're talking about Forward, E4H's initiative for women, resolve, and diversity. Through Forward, we are committed to increased diversity and leadership roles and creating awareness for unconscious bias. First, we'll be talking to E4H's CEO, Jill Boardman, and Director of HR, Janet Tatton. So what I want to ask is, um, how did these initiatives come about? Well, I think we want to be the best firm to work for. And I think to do that, we have to sort of grow with the times. Um, the world is changing. Our clients are changing. The workplace has changed. You know, it's just not the same nine to five white tie, um, white shirt and tie uh, organization or, or culture anymore. So in order to remain relevant and sustainable, we have to change. Um, and it's taken us several years to get to this point, but um you know, with the support of of partners, um, we're getting there. We're getting there. I think what we we um, want to do is we want to reflect the people who are uh, utilizing the healthcare architecture that we're designing, and so we're, we want it to reflect our clients. We want to be responsive to hearing new voices, and we want to provide programs that are very inclusive of everyone. So, but yes, I am excited to to um, move things along and the AIA is working as well to try to bring in initiatives and, and move things along. So the next question I have for you is, can you tell me about Forward? <laughs> um, well, Forward is our initiative uh, for women, resolve and diversity. Um, E4H is committed to supporting success and uh, growth of diversity and leadership roles and really ensuring equitable treatment of all staff throughout the firm. Um, Our goal is to increase diverse leadership uh, and create awareness for unconscious bias. Um, The Forward Initiative helps advance the recruitment, support, and retention of women and underrepresented backgrounds in our industry. Um, We provide professional development and really create the opportunity to discuss workload management, work-life balance, uh, inclusivity, and flexibility in the workplace. Um, I think in order to move forward, we have to really hear from all staff, you know, what, what does make, what will make us the best place to work. So I'm really excited that we've partnered with partnered with Catalyst, which is an organization helping Fortune 500 companies and lots of companies um, bring the conversation to everyone, um, men, women, underrepresented groups. And we did some really exciting programming last year and forward that a lot of it was content um, developed by our staff at all levels. We had a speech contest and the winner was able to go to the AIA Women's Conference. We had programs on uh, increasing your visibility, project management, and we had some micro learning about identifying unconscious bias. So we have a full calendar for this year. We're really excited about having things that really come from our employees and what they're interested and also some things that challenge us and help us to increase the diversity and be aware of um, how we're making decisions in the workplace. 
I think one of the great initiatives or programs that we don't talk too much about is MARC. Does anyone want to weigh in a little bit on the MARC programming? Sure, I will just a little bit. MARC stands for Men Advocating Real Change. And I think for real change to occur, we do have to have the support and help from our male partners. The four partners that have attended the conference have all come back with very, very positive things to say. I think we, have, we will be sending four more um, partners in the very near future. And I think, you know, all of us have unconscious bias, myself included, um, that we just, we are not, we're not aware of. That's why it's unconscious. So I think this has really been helping um, the partners to realize, and it's just bringing the conversation to light. I think what, what is most important is that we all talk about it so that we can move forward. Janet, do you have anything you want to add? No, that was well said. Definitely um, making people aware and uh, doing it in a way that people can hear it and giving, uh, using data, using information to, you know, have people be aware of um, how they can make change in their day-to-day. Awesome. Thank you. Do you want to talk a little bit about what the goal is for providing the scholarship and how this came to be? Sure. Um, the scholarship is very exciting to me. Um, we've talked about this for a couple of years also. And I think, you know, the real goal is, or one of the goals is certainly creating awareness again. Um, and with our commitment to supporting diversity and academic excellence, um, you know, we are working to improve the diversity in the field of healthcare design and health sciences. Um, our goal is to promote architecture and design candidates from underrepresented backgrounds and celebrate their unique perspectives. Um, this scholarship is open to candidates, all candidates that further the initiative, um, and we will provide them with some financial support and uh, professional opportunity. You know, our, our goal is really for this scholarship to be open to anyone, again, and it's not just limited to women or, or underrepresented um, backgrounds, but to anyone that, that um, is that has shown an initiative or a, a desire to promote diversity um, in, in, in the field of healthcare design. Um, I'm, I'm really excited about this as well. And we're um, giving a grant. It's $10,000. It's um, and we're considering either interns or 2020 graduates and $5,000 will cover their travel and living expenses. In addition to, you know, intern, hourly rate, and then 5000 at the conclusion of their internship or 90 days, like when they've been working for us. And one of the points that we're, um, we want help with is we want to work with this person on the delivery of a program or research related to um, enhancing E4H diversity efforts. And maybe that person will also participate in some social media and education opportunities promoting diversity. So we're really looking for people that can educate us, give us a fresh insight so we're focused on meeting the needs of the of the future workforce um, and bring some change. And we're really excited about um, the applicants and we really do want them to have interest in architecture interior design for health um, for health sciences or health um, healthcare architecture. And we're pretty excited. We're asking them for a diversity statement. And we haven't defined diversity. We want the applicants to define it. So telling us about maybe a program that they participated in, what their experience was, or anything that they, um, their thoughts about diversity and equity 
and um, how they how they can use that knowledge to contribute to our diversity programs or the architecture and interior design industry as a whole. So we put the word out to colleges and universities um, that we're looking for the next generation of healthcare design professionals. And uh, we're really, really excited to hear the perspectives of early career design professionals. So we hope to get a lot of applications for the scholarship. I think that there's a lot of data um, from multiple sources that people are looking for um, help navigating their demands for, you know, work-life balance. How do they move up in the organization or move across? And how do they progress um, professionally? So from our mentoring program or um, performance goal setting and also the diversity efforts, we hope that we can provide programming that will give people the soft skills for them to self-advocate, for them to um, lift up others and just be more open to um, varied people. And, and I think that that leads to innovation for the firm and also meeting our client needs to, because the people that we're serving are very diverse and, and um, our world is very multicultural. So I'm excited about all these initiatives. Agreed. And I think, you know, the architecture business is a forward thinking business. So for any business, you know, it seems appropriate for us to be really designing a new way to do business and in and a, and a new way for the, you know, for the roaring 20s that we are now into. Um, we're a diverse people business. Um, and I think we are committed to building an inclusive culture and that respects and maximizes the contribution of all of our employees. Um, so I think we are pretty well positioned to, um, to really, you know, create some change in the workplace. And, and for our staff, we want to make our staff successful in, in, however, in whatever way that takes. And let's go forward form. together. Yeah. It's great to have other people engaging in this yeah. process and this initiative. And that's really what we want. We want more people to engage. Joe, Janet, thank you so much for talking with us today. Now we'll hear from Rebecca Baker, a project coordinator in the Dallas office. Welcome, Rebecca. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm so excited to be doing this. So I know you guys all had to present to the the project in Colorado Springs, right? Yes. Okay. So tell me about that. So, um, so I did that with my team and worked really hard, and it came down to um, presenting to the firm. And I just, I felt like I just totally bombed it. And I've had that experience a lot in school and like high school and college, I realized that that was like something that was really holding me back, I guess. So then at your forward grouper meeting, it was, there was an announcement that we're going to have a competition about public speaking. Yes. And you decided to do that? Yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> well, I got a lot of encouragement from Julie, my project manager. She's like, Becca, you have to do this. You have to do this. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And then the fact that it was just to the forward group, it was all the women in the forward group that made me feel a little bit more comfortable, but I knew that I needed to do it professionally because my experience in the, my presentation at the design competition at it. So that's why I decided to do it. And I did and it was good and I won. So you won. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so how did there I... were only three participants, but I won. Hey, all right. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. And what was your topic? Uh, my fear of public speaking. Perfect. And Perfect. how um, me going to this women's leadership summit would help me grow professionally. And Okay. So you win and your reward was to. I went to Minneapolis, Minnesota to attend the summit with Susan Romano and Jennifer Arbuckle. And we got to spend three days there and do all these workshops and classes and and got to learn how these women became so successful and their, you know, progression in their careers and how they got there and the struggles that they, you know, had to deal with and how they overcame them. And it was really awesome. That's great. Made me feel super um, motivated and excited about my career. Thanks again. This has been E4H Speaks with Chris Nail. And Lauren Holmes.